0: It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. You're tuning in to Wrestling Inc.'s YouTube, to Twitch, to talk all things AEW Dynamite and whatever else is going on in the wrestling world and whatever else is going on in the world in general because we kind of have a little bit of a potpourri bag every every single week as talking about whatever is interesting. All of you guys, we thank you very much for joining us. I am Justin LaVar alongside my normal Wednesday night partner in crime, from Forbes.com, he is Alfred Cunwell. Alfred, good to see you after a week off last week.
1: Great to see you, too. Not a moment too soon. We had a hot show, and uh, looking good at that Super Bowl cap, Justin. I really like the, the style yeah. there.
0: Throwback to, uh, throwback to being in Dallas uh, for, for your Packers beating the – I was about
1: players. to ask, do you remember who won that Super Bowl? So nice of you to mention that. Go Pack Go.
0: I was there. I was working it. I uh, I have a picture on the field of the Packers. Uh, <laughs> I have confetti falling down. I was there for it. It was a uh, quite the, quite the memorable experience. So, Absolutely. and how about this? You and I both today. We both have reassurances uh, contractually at the quarterback position. Although <laughs> yours much better than mine.
1: A little better. It's a little better than that. <laughs> you guys will find somebody.
0: I mean, I mean, this is good news if you're a Taylor Heineke fan because this having Carson Wentz ensures you're going to get to see the backup. For right. a decent amount of time because he can't <laughs> no, stay healthy.
1: <laughs> Those <laughs> he ankles can't. will come out eventually.
0: Oh my god. What are they doing? I don't know what's happening.
1: They they made a play for Russ. They tried to get Russ. it just didn't happen. I know.
0: The only thing I can figure is that he, he's only guaranteed money for one you know, for one more year. I mean, but they technically have him until like twenty for three years. So like if he's not doing good, they can just cut him after the first year and not right. not and not hurt them, not waste anything. Or if he catches that 2017 magic again well now we have that 2017 magic at 28 million dollars which is a far cry from 200 million that you're paying guys like Aaron Rodgers
1: yeah yeah flashes is a cold they really should have made the playoffs just that last game it really kind of fell apart for him but he had flashes and if you could put that together it'd be a steal all
0: you have to do is win one of your last two and he couldn't even do that and he lost one of them to Tony Khan's Jaguars which you have to (laughs) you have to be you have to be trying to throw the game if you're going to lose to the Jaguars
1: this past season it was a terrible football team Oh, terrible football team.
0: Uh, of course, we always encourage all of you to uh, join in in the live chat. The chat's like a watch party. Uh, of course, Super Chat gets you on. Super Chat, just like our girl. NYC <laughs> Demon Diva, $1.99. Jungle Boy will never be sponsored by Manscaped. Yes, uh, we are sponsored tonight by Manscaped. Shout out to them. Got some very cool things to talk about that. Shout out to NYC Demon Diva. Thank you very much. It's so a great
1: episode. reference to Max Caster's line about Jungle Boy not having any pubes, so he would <laughs> not be with Manscaped. Sorry, Jungle
0: Boy. Yeah, caught. Conch- Another controversial rap. Jungle Boy's pubes and the gas prices <laughs> need to go down. That's 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 what he's we're just rapping trying to get up. canceled at this point. That's what we're rapping about now. That's where we're at. All right. Um, let's get into a little bit of news before we get into Dynamite. Uh, let's start um, with an AEW piece of news, and that is that Miro has signed a long-term deal. It looks like he's going to be with the company for at least uh, until 2026. Fightful Select reporting a four-year deal uh, that Miro has inked. Uh, we kind of knew that he was already sticking around. He had said recently on the Kurt Angle show that he had re-signed with AEW, but no other details were given. And again, Fightful Select gave us a little bit more, so that's good. I mean, M- Miro has not had a match since November. Um, You know, he was he was nursing a hamstring for a while. Word is now that he is cleared, but obviously they have so much going on. AEW does, uh and people continue to come in. I, I can I'm all fine with waiting until the right creative. There's no need to just rush him back out there, Alfred. But he was certainly. He's certainly been one of the best stories. He's been, one of the, he's been one of the best stories coming over in terms of he starts out with the, the best man stuff, which everybody's kind of scratching their heads, and then he really took off uh, as the redeemer. Uh, so I, I think this is a great great play by EW, great investment for another four years for Miro.
1: Me too. This is music to my ears. This is the second best four-year contract I've heard of this week. The first, of course, being Aaron Rodgers re-signing uh, for what is believed to be $200 million. We don't know the exact economics of that yet. But with Miro, uh, I'm really glad that he's here. And I was getting a little nervous in terms of all these contracts expiring when you saw Cody let go. It's just like, well, then at this point, they might let go of anybody in terms of if they can't pay them and meet them there. And just not being able to see Miro for the past couple of months got me a little 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 nervous because he was doing great work the last time we saw him. And I thought the creative was there for him. And even if he is hurt or whatever the reason is for his long absence, shooting these vignettes, that's been some of the best work I've ever seen in terms of vignettes in wrestling, let alone his career. And he could have just kept doing that and I'd have been fine with it. But it's good to see that Miro's gonna be back. And I can't wait to see God's favorite champion.
0: God's favorite champion. I still wonder, maybe it's it's part of the method too of uh picking the right timing for his return to AEW TV. Does he resurface with his wife. Is she somebody who, I mean, you know, the, it looks like AEW is more and more, uh, you know, we're, seeing more of the couples, um, being, you know, obviously there's a big part of the main event tonight, obviously, you know, Britt and Adam Cole. Um, I don't know. I just, I wonder, she's a free agent technically. I mean, she, she's obviously not the most sound in the ring. She's just more of an attraction for her, uh, her other projects she does, but I, I just wonder, she, she got a lot of heat when they were a duo. Uh, they were at the height of their, um, you know, the height of their heel act in WWE. So I just wonder, is there a place for her in AEW with the Redeemer? So,
1: I think it could be a lot of fun.
0: We shall see. Uh, let's jump over NXT real quick here. NXT had the Roadblock event last night, and that viewership up from the week prior, which is always what you want to see, according to Nielsen via Showbuzz Daily. NXT uh, Roadblock two point, or NXT 2.0 Roadblock drew 613,000 viewers on the USA Network. That's up 11% from last week. Which was a five hundred and fifty-one thousand, and of course, Roadblock was anchored by the big NXT title match, uh, where Dolph Ziggler is your new NXT champion, beating Braun Breaker. Uh, Alfred, uh, I know there's, all, I know there's already a Tuesday night podcast, but just here for the Wednesday night audience, what was you, what was your reaction to this?
1: I loved it, and I expected it. I mean, I don't know how high I am on it because I know that Braun Breaker is a star that they really want to push, but when I saw Ziggler lose on Monday, the writing just felt like it was on the wall that Ziggler was going to win this, and I could just, looking at long-term, I could see where the babyface chases and wins at stand and deliver and gets his title back, even though he wasn't pinned uh, for this time around. So I just think that Dolph Ziggler brought a spark to NXT. We were kind of praising the show last night. I think it was one of the better NXT shows, and the specialty show, once again, delivered to the ratings but also just the more veterans you have come down to NXT this is what it should be if you're going to have guys in the ring who are that um inexperienced and need experience you really should have guys like Dolph Ziggler go down there And he's really been reignited and thought they had a good match and, and I'm fine with him winning that title it finally seems like this brand has a sign of life
0: yeah guys like Dolph you know, the main roster stars getting more involved in NXT that's something that I had asked for for years and the old NXT regime now seeing what 2.0 looks like I can honestly say okay i can see why they did not have the main roster stars mingling as much with the with with the the black and gold nxt uh while it would have been cool for moments like takeover to have you know an elite main event or elite you know main roster star main of any takeover for a little bit of a rub i again now seeing things I, I can understand why and you're right it makes sense it gives a spark it makes sense if these are the guys that, that Dolph ziggler would be working on raw or smackdown in the future let, let's get them Let's get them reps with 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 a starter like Dolph Ziggler. Uh, so that all makes sense. And then I also wonder, Alfred, is it? What does this mean for Braun Breaker? Is he is he on the fast track to Raw or SmackDown prior to Mania or night after Mania?
1: I think he is regardless, but I don't think that him losing this title is an indication that now he's going to get called up. I mean, I thought he looked fantastic in his Raw debut. I think it's only a matter of time. And I do think the storyline will be that he wins this NXT title back. But even if he does, I can also see him splitting time just the way that Dolph Ziggler is for different reasons. It's weird. Dolph Ziggler comes down to NXT to kind of give the rub to Braun Breaker and Kind of give him more in ring experience in these great matches, and then Braun Breaker goes to Raw to kind of rub elbows for the same type of reason, so that people can get exposure to him. But for for now, there is a fast track for him to be on Raw, regardless of what happens with this title match.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's a lot of talking points, a lot of things to um, you know to to, to digest. Um, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see what this means. But I, I kind of agree. You know, it, it's funny. I know Tony Khan polled the media live at, at after revolution and, you know, in the press conference. And he basically asked the media, you know, what do you prefer? Which NXT? And then the, the media resoundingly said they preferred the old black and gold, but he even said, yeah, I get that, but this makes a lot more sense for what the WWE product is and for where these guys and girls are going to ultimately end up and where they're going to make their money and make their mark. Um, it, so it's, and it's hard to argue with that. You know, it's, it, it's hard to argue. Um So I, I think, I think you're right. I think there's, I think I'm starting to, I'm starting to buy in. I know it's not popular to buy into anything that's that's on, the, that's on the new look of WWE right now, but I'm starting to buy in on this NXT, and, and, and nothing else. It gives me more confidence that the guys and girls that we're, we know are eventually going to be called up. It gives me more confidence. Or, I, or should I say I have less doubts about, oh, are they going to screw this up? Because it's going to be uh, probably a more seamless transition um, of less repackaging, less rebranding. It'll be just a continuation. Absolutely. All right, let's... Uh, Jump some chats here. Corey Pride, five dollars. AEW sucked. Like Elvis said, wow. a little less conversation, a little more action. Can I get a Jay Lethal match? I heard that one. I mean, I'm nothing against Jay Lethal, but Corey. I mean, I, I think you know. Look, this goes back to this. This has been proven in the last 25 years with with the state of pro wrestling slash sports entertainment. It can't be all matches and moves. You need talking. You need drama. And I think I, I think AEW's done the right thing by introducing a little bit more of that. Uh, In their program, I think they were a little bit too uh, match heavy um, in terms of total time uh, prior. I think they're finding a good balance.
1: Yeah, there's nothing wrong with talking segments. And we've talked about this before, but as long as they're good, I think people look at the Raw formula and they get disillusioned, and then they see that start to play out with AEW and just associate the two. Uh, I think just Raw's been doing it for so long that pe- that it just kind of goes in one ear and out the other in terms of where the stories are going. But if you're able to focus and have a good story to tell, I mean, we've seen countless good talking segments over the past month, so I have no problem if it's good
0: absolutely uh do the good talking segments talk them into buying the pay-per-view i think Revolution's probably gonna come out to be one of the best if not the best pay-per-view uh buy wise that they have uh done uh, in their history so talk about good talking segments gotta give a cheap plug here uh wrestling inc youtube uh twitch all the channels i hope you are subscribed to it if you're subscribed of course you get the notice whenever there's gonna be new content of course there's raw there's nxt there's aew there's smackdown there's pay-per-views and Luckily, I'm very appreciative to say it's been asked for for many years, but we've been uh, we, we shut it down many years ago uh, and through vocal fan support and finally feeling like it was the right time because the wrestling business has evolved uh, with the landscape and all the exciting things going on. And Raj and Wrestling Inc were so uh, generous to offer up a one night takeover. I want to throw this promo out there for everybody coming up on the Wrestling Inc channels in just two weeks. Share shot reality. Share shot reality for one night comes back. Be live. Oh my God. It's going to be so bad that it's good.
1: Hey, congratulations, buddy. That was awesome. Who put that together? I like that. Thank you.
0: Yeah, it's been since December of 2018. We did over 300 episodes. Over a decade, and uh, you know, we shut it down. And happy, we're going to come back for one night. Uh, it was a show that we, you know, as you saw, we, we did for many years. You know, we had you, you know, Matt Hardy, Adam Cole, Luke Gallows, Kevin Ash, tons of in and studio guests. And what I'm most excited about for this Alfred is that this will be the first time in all those hundreds of episodes over a decade. It was always filmed in a studio, you know, edited, produced, and then put out over the weekend. This will be the first time in the truest sense that we are actually going to do a show completely live. I mean we did like things in person WrestleMania parties where we did things that we you know like kind of on site mini shows just for that audience but this will be available to the entire world full full on full show live and just like everybody is with the you know with these podcasts people will be able to engage comments and interact so I'm really looking forward to it again Thursday March 24th live on all across the wrestling channels uh, reunion of chair shot reality myself Josh Osenberg, Brian goulas shoes and maybe some more surprises so really really looking forward to that and thanks to all of you for um, Continue to ask for it to happen. So that's pretty cool. That,
1: that's really awesome, and I have been to one of those WrestleMania parties back in 2015 when it was in uh, San Jose. And if that show, the live show, is anything like the party, it's going to be a great time because I had a phenomenal time there at the live WrestleMania party.
0: Thank you very much. Yeah, that was that San. Was, uh, yeah, uh, thirty-one. Mania thirty-one. 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 All right, let's get to some more uh, Super Chats. Uh, Tina, I see your Super Chat. I'm not skipping it. I'm just going to time it up uh, so you can help us in the conversation. Uh, a couple other ones here. A combo breaker. Excited for the return of CSR. Justin, thank you very much. Uh, Brian Barry. Carson Wentz to Washington. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I maybe it's maybe it's just, a, as I said earlier to Alfred, maybe it's just a one-year thing and they can get out of it after that because of how the contract's set up. Maybe, maybe they still draft a quarterback at, at 11. Uh, maybe they still draft Pickett or Malik. I, I don't know. Um, I have a feeling we'll be seeing the backups quite a bit because, again, Carson Wentz just doesn't seem to uh, stay healthy very, very often. Albert G, AEW seemed off tonight. Not a big feel to it. I disagree. I think the first hour was a banger. I think the first hour yeah. was just um, was a lot going on. I, I do think it kind of slowed up a little bit in the second hour, but we'll get into that. Let's get into it now. Let's open up here with Chris Jericho coming out. Uh, b- babyface face fanfare and everything to the song, as always. Uh, He talks about how he was frustrated after his loss to Eddie Kingston. That's why he didn't shake his hand. Um, You know, he talks about that, but he says, you know, he wants to, he respects Eddie Kingston. He wants Eddie Kingston to come on out here so he can shake his hand. Kingston comes out and uh, he said, you know, he could have done his his old tricks. He could have done the old things that Eddie Kingston would have done lifestyle-wise. He could have just gotten afraid, buried his feelings, buried his fears, you know, turned to poison, turned to to drinking. Uh, But instead he brought it Um, You know, talked about having people come up to him and and talk about how important his honesty and his story has been to their lives. And and then after beating Chris Jericho, he went back to his hotel room and he cried that night. Um, So very powerful stuff right here. As we seem like we have this baby face, baby face, mega powers moment. I want to bring in Tina Miller, one of our great uh, friends of the show in a super chat here. And Tina says, I was one of the four people, and, and Eddie did say it was four people, At four people Eddie mentioned tonight that saw him at FanFest and told him how much he helped me with my depression and dark thoughts. I love that man. He can do no wrong in my book now. So the babyface testimony awesome. right there, right there from our super chats and friends. Thank you, Tina. And so to pick back up into it, uh, it looks like they, they, they shake hands. It looks like maybe we have a babyface union. Maybe Daniel Garcia and 2.0, they come out, they look like they're attacking. Both Jericho and Kenny, but or, or Eddie, but really they're attacking more of Eddie. Jericho just kind of gets shoved to the side, and that's key because uh, Jericho is going to uh, end up standing up uh, to try to join Santana and Ortiz, who they come out to even the odds with baseball bats. Jericho grabs one of those bats, but turns, uses the bats against Santana, against Ortiz. His inner circle brothers are no more with him, and then uses the bat on Eddie Kingston. Here comes Jake Hager. Whose side is he on? He sides with Chris Jericho. Uh, they've been together since the very first Dynamite. Uh, and then Hager power bombs Eddie Kingston off of the apron through a table. That looked dangerous as all hell because Hager looked like he was trying not to obviously fling too much of his momentum forward so he doesn't fall off the apron. Uh, but in turn, Kingston didn't really hit the table too flush. Check it out for yourself. Jericho hops on the mic and proclaims that those standing in the ring with him are part of the new Jericho Appreciation Society. Alfred, he had to turn heel, didn't he?
1: He did. When I heard Judas, I kind of got a tear in my eyes. I knew this is one of the, if not the last time we'll ever hear Judas. But I thought both these guys were great. But Chris Jericho was phenomenal in this segment. And it had his fingerprints all over it. In terms of him playing up the baby face was not done in a way like when he returned, I believe it was like in 2012. And he was doing the over the top. He was trying to convince you that he was vested by Eddie Kingston and he legitimately wanted to shake his hand, even though him getting beaten up. Cause I was looking at 2.0 and how they quote unquote beat up Chris Jericho, the intricacy that they had to pretend to pretend to beat him up. So it's like, even if they were beating him up, they're not beating him up, but they had to go out of their way to just kind of maybe put a knee on him. And that's when I knew I'm like, this guy, this guy's so good because I'm sure there's a lot of people thinking, Oh, maybe they're going to hold off this heel turn because they're beating him up. But they weren't, Barely touching him, and in the context of him turning heel, makes complete sense. So I love that. I loved Eddie Kingston shutting down that what chant where they were chanting what, yeah. and it was the most intimidating way you'll ever see somebody shut it down. He just said, "My man, Steve is not here. Relax." And nobody even dared to say what because he said, "Relax." I tell you, know when somebody got street cred where they just tell you to relax, and you know, okay, I better get my shit together. He didn't make any threats or anything, but he told me to relax, and so that was just well done. And I just thought the segment was a home run
0: yeah and, and, and i'm glad you went into more depth Because that was actually the telling thing was like and i and i but i like that i like the fact that when 2.0 and daniel garcia come out that they don't lay a bunch of boots or whatever mm-hmm. to jericho they just kind of like again are, are pretending like they're because that's a logical thing if you know you're all in on it like you you're not gonna you know so i i always that's that's one of those old school wrestling things that whenever somebody does turn a line with somebody else i'm like well they were just in a match a week ago and they bumped for each other like that kind of makes it seem weird that they were in on it the whole time yeah. so yeah this was good this happened this had to happen <clears throat> this, this was the right thing to do and i think you and i talked about in the past uh this this and like you said this has to be the last we hear the music jericho needs to purposely heal it up and not give the crowd the satisfaction of being part of that that babyface um entrance that it is so jericho appreciation society it's gonna have to grow on me
1: yeah it's a long word they could have done some pun with jericho and 2.0 and y2j or something but jericho it doesn't even have a good abbreviation jas you can't call it anything cool.
0: The jazz. Yeah, yeah, nothing, nothing there. We'll, we'll have to see. We'll see if it grows. Um, uh, best in the Smokers world. Thank you, Justin. Awesome. You're bringing back CSR. You and I think he meant you and Josh. You and Josh got me through tough times over a decade ago. Enjoyed meeting up at WrestleMania. Much love. Thank you very much. I'm glad uh, glad, glad. you shared that. Make sure you tune in with us uh, March 24th. Super fan. Justin, please bring the super genius Mark Madden back for a CSR reunion. Love the segments back on CSR. <laughs> hey, I'm not going to. All I'm going to say, we advertise what we advertise tune in uh tune in for anything else that might uh, come about uh, of course you always had to tune in here to the podcast uh that is the wednesday night aw um you know, coverage and, and we got to th- give a big thanks of course to our wonderful friends at manscaped and uh manscaped as they always are doing setting the bar uh i mean let's give them a round of applause because again they are announcing a brand new ultra premium collection you see it there on your screen believe it or not they're not just private parts. No, no, no. They are the leaders of below the waist. But, hey, let's also trust them above the waist. That's right. Four million men, two of them right here. Trust them. Head to toe, literally. And, of course, we are going to give you uh, 20% off in free shipping by using the code WINC. And, uh, you know, a lot of things to talk about with Manscaped. Uh, very exciting, as always, with uh, with what they're doing. WINC 20 is the code to be uh, specific uh we always we already know they have the lawnmower 4.0 as we talked about for that precise trim below the waist but now you can go into your grooming routine with the ultra premium collection package includes their premium deodorant not just for your balls but also for the armpits uh odorant deodorant dries clear aluminum free and smells like their signature scent they got the hydrating body moisturizer if you have tattoos or dry skin this is the product for you skin feeling clean smooth and smelling fresh I, I am a candidate for this, and I can attest to that. Body wash, lather you up with that wonderful, uh, again, that, that aloe vera and sea salt shower gel. Two-in-one shampoo and conditioner, uh, plus a free gift, a three-pack set of lip balms that's made with ingredients such as vitamin E, peppermint, and eucalyptus oil to keep those chappers feeling moist. That's four products plus a gift inside of the new ultra-premium package. What a score. All of these products are cruelty-free. Vegan friendly and dye free, so you can feel good about what you're using. No compromise needed here. Uh, getting dressed after, of course, is optional. Wear one cent all day long. Get that ultra premium collection hot off the shelves. Again, manscaped.com. 20% is what you can save plus free shipping. All you got to do is punch in that code W I N C 20. As always, Alfred, I mean, we're both fit fans. All we got to thank Manscaped for all, of, all the products they're putting out.
1: Love Manscape Jungle Boy's missing out man. I don't, he's going to need to get some ro game down there, just to grow there so that he can feel the experience of being Manscape because you're not a man until you're Manscape. He will not be Jungle Man until he gets Manscape.
0: <laughs> he will always be the Jungle Boy.
1: He'll always be a boy without Manscape, man. Like Got to do something down there.
0: <laughs> I like that. All right, well, we thank Manscape. We thank Jungle Boy for bringing some uh, some joy to <laughs> to, <laughs> our, uh, to our to our Manscape promotion. All right, let's get back into AEW Dynamite. Uh, first match up we get is a AEW World title match offer. We get Dante Martin up against Hangman Page. Uh, Hangman Page gets the win, but certainly they give Dante Martin his share of offense and shine. Buckshot Lariat is going to do it for Hangman to get the win. Uh, promo interview afterwards with Tony Schiavone. Uh, he calls Dante back to the ring, Hangman does, and he says, look, this has been a hell of a year for you. Your brother gets hurt. You kind of are put in the situation of having to have a singles career, uh, and you've adapted. Um, you know, I will gladly, you know, once you earn your way back to this spot, I would gladly have another world title match with you. Uh, really puts over Dante Martin uh, a big moment here. And then that's all interrupted by Adam Cole, who comes out and says it was a lucky fluke win by Hangman Page against Adam Cole. And he says, next time you won't be so lucky. Cole challenges, challenges him to a six man tag match next week on Dynamite and does say he is not going to stop until he is AEW world champion. So Hangman Page and Adam Cole far from over. Does this surprise you, or did you assume after Sunday this had to continue?
1: It kind of does surprise me, but now looking back on it, the fact that the Young Bucks didn't get involved in the main event, and that's pretty much the ace in the hole that they have to play, is what's going to happen when the Young Bucks have to choose between Hangman Adam Page and uh, Adam Cole, and the fact that that did not play out at revolution made me think, well, maybe they're going to do another match. So uh, most of me thought that they were going to just move on, which uh, I think they really should. I thought they had a great match, but I thought it was time to move on. But if they're going to hang on to tell that story, I'm fine with it because I think the crowd's really going to invest in an elite reunion. But I thought it was really good what they did with Dante. AEW is very good at doing this with younger stars who aren't ready yet. They did this with Sammy Guevara before he started winning against Cody Rhodes. Same thing with Darby Allen in terms of he lost this time, but Hangman on the page went out of his way, like a true babyface champion to put this guy over i thought that was really cool it's like his farewell to the singles division because now he's back with his
0: brother good call good 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 way good way to shape that i didn't really even frame it that way in my mind but that makes total sense yeah you know i think i don't think this feud can be over with page and cole until cole is world champion i just cole is just such an electric personality yeah they still have him on the heel side of things and that that is what it is and AEW certainly does not mind shades of gray where they let this guy still be still play to the crowd and, and have an interactive entrance. But it, it's going to get eventually to the point where, you know, he's going to have to be world champion. I, I don't I, I don't think you can stop that. And I think really, you know, Tony Khan puts so much value on Adam Cole. He's, he's He said several times how, you know, Adam Cole was like the one guy that he was afra- afraid of on the Wednesday night battle against NXT, the one guy that he thought could really move the needle and challenge AEW. And now he has him. So I think, I think in my mind, Tony Khan realized he has a certain amount of dream matches that he can put out there. I think in his mind a dream match is uh, one generation to another and that is a cm punk versus an adam cole over that AEW world title
1: yeah we're seeing this in a couple of divisions where if you book forward you can see a title change because of where they're ultimately going to go cm punk did the gesture of he wants the title so i just think all out is the destination for cm punk to win that title and would it be a better story if it's this baby face versus baby face thing with Hangman Adam Page? Or is it better with this super heel with Adam Cole, who's going to have a head of steam as a heel? Uh, and I think he could really do something with that belt in a couple of months, even if it is a, a short reign relatively for AEW. I think he could be a real good heel headed into a match with CM Punk, superior to Hangman Adam Page and CM Punk. And the other situation we'll get into later. But yeah, I could definitely see Adam Cole winning this title.
0: Uh, yeah. And I think you're right. I think, I think having it, you know, waiting until the September pay-per-view and having it in Chicago, presumably we're punk. I think that is the right, the right moment. And I, But I think up against a heel, a heel and Adam Cole, who the people, the people he will, he will garner heat, but it'll still be an electric reaction just to have those two, you know, staring off at each other. So it's going to be an interesting year ahead here with AEW. And of course, that's just what the landscape is right now. And it's, it's, it's ever changing <laughs> every single week. Uh, in terms of personnel situation and everything else. Uh, by the way, because I, I saw some people mention this, uh, just talk, again, you know, the speculation still remains out there. Where, where's, what's Cody Rhodes' future? Did you notice tonight? I took a special notice to it. They They ran the promos for the Go Big Show. They are definitely edited... Far different than they were just a few weeks ago, in the sense of like you hardly there's no sound bites of Cody at, at all. The sound bites are all T Pain and Jennifer Nettles, and you only see Cody if, if they cut to like the wide shot reactions as they're teasing. It, it, they they definitely the, the network definitely made a conscious decision to re, reshape and repackage and reedit these uh, these commercials for go go big show.
1: Very interesting. I'm surprised they don't like superimpose like Darby Allen's face on Cody. <laughs> to, you know, just try to get that last mileage out of the show.
0: Yeah. Right. All right, up next, it's the first tag match of the new tag team uh, union that is of John Moxley and Brian Dannison with William Regal in their corner. They're going to go up against the workhorseman here. Uh, this is going to be Brian getting the win for them after he hits some stomps on the head and then uh, locks in that crossface submission. Real story here is the promo afterwards where William Regal speaks. Uh, William Regal, this was very interesting to hear him speak, Alfred, because I felt like this was... You know, when he was in WCW, he was, you know, he was, he was Lord Steven Regal. And he, you know, he was a, you know, fringe mid-carder, uh, played the the Royal Blue Blood gimmick. Yeah, So he's just speaking in that gimmick. And then even in WWE, he did a lot of talking over his years in WWE. He'd been a general manager. Uh, he was the on-screen authority figure for NXT, but never really sp- sp- had long form speaking. And again, he always had like a certain character to speak at. Tonight, it felt like we got five minutes of a William Regal shoot interview. To, and, and to a certain degree, yeah, uh, he spoke. Was up, yeah, yes, it was. it was. It was there. Yeah, This was this was the man behind William Regal. Uh, first off, he puts over praise to Tony Schiavone saying that, you know, they've known each other for 29 years since he came uh first came over to the U.S. And they were on TBS together. Uh Talked about how Tony Schiavone helped him when you know, he had no money, knew nobody, didn't know what he was doing in the country. Um So puts over Tony Schiavone, a very real moment, and then proceeds to cut into the promo of how, you know, AEW, you know, his interest got peaked. When Brian Anderson started mentioning his name, and uh, he loves making pro wrestlers better. He talks about the training regiment and growth that that he had with Brian Anderson twenty years ago. Talks about Brian and said Brian Anderson is the perfect wrestler. Says Brian Danielson is the wrestler that went out and w- traveled the world and did things that he that Regal wishes he could have do, done. And what was stopping him was uh, his his issues. You know, think maybe maybe you know, battles of addiction, personal life, what have you, stopped him from from fulfilling his full potential. He sees Brian as kind of like doing that. He's kind of living vicariously through Brian Dennison, the wrestler. Uh, And then he turns to John Moxley and says they met 11 years ago and the psychological torture and games they put each other through would make the devil cry. So William Regal pieces it all together. Why he has connection to both of these men really puts over Brian Dennison exceptionally. And again, kind of just gave us, uh, you know, it felt like Tony Khan said, go out there, use as much time as you need. We'll adapt after that. That's what it felt like.
1: Yes, absolutely. It felt like that because, and especially after these segments, you would see some segments get cut short, uh, presumably. And he did just seem like he had carte blanche to say whatever he wanted. That's what this came off as. It came off as a very real speech and promo. Uh, You know, he he maybe could have uh, tightened it up a little bit, but I thought it was really good for how real it felt. I felt like the crowd was really kind of hanging on and it really felt like they were part of something special. So I thought he was good. He got a little emotional. Uh, this was a very well done promo to kind of put these guys over as baby faces. My question is, though, originally the plan seemed to be it was going to be Brian Danielson and John Moxley tutoring Wheeler Uter, Lee, Lee Moriarty, and then Daniel Garcia. Well, Garcia's now with Jericho, so I think he kind of leveled up there. So it doesn't look like they're going that direction at all, really. It looks like they're going to just do this as a tag team with William Regal.
0: I would agree. You know, Regal did sign off. Uh, he He finished his promo. Kind of warning everyone who steps in the ring with them either step up or get stepped on. So they might still try it to have an element. The theme might still be Dan Wilson and Moxley trying to elevate through tough love and blood. The, the 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 um no pun intended. The young bucks of the locker room, the young talent. But I agree. I think they did definitely called an audible. I you know who knows when Regal and Tony Khan came to an agreement and and the idea to do this but I agree. I think they are shifting a little bit and rightfully so if you have, you know, if you have William Regal and I think really, you know, it's great to see William Regal on screen, but I, I think when it's all said and done, I think we're going to, as the spring of honor has been relaunched with, with Tony Khan, I think we're going to find William Regal to be, I think real, I think William Regal is going to turn into like Tony Khan's Pat Patterson. I think, yeah. I think we're, I think William Regal is going to find himself in a great deal of, of influence and power. Um, under the Tony Khan productions, whether he's the the guy that's running Ooh. ROH tapings, uh, whether he does help on the creative scouting, all of the above, I think we're going to come to find that William Regal is going to be a huge, huge part of Tony Khan's wrestling ambitions moving forward. I could
1: definitely see Regal being heavily involved with ROH. I think that's one of the chief reasons he's here is to pretty much be Tony Khan's eyes and ears because he offers so much. He's there's nobody in wrestling more qualified to run ROH as an underlink to Tony Khan than uh, William Regal. That's essentially his job when he was with NXT with Triple H.
0: Absolutely. All right. You mentioned Wheeler Uta. We get Wheeler Uta versus Pac. Uh, Pac's going to get the win. Brutalizer submission here. Uh, Again, I like the visual of Pac. I like the visual of of, of the new reborn Penta. Um, Uh, yeah i mean not not much more to say here i I will say i made a note uh and i know AEW doesn't make as big of a deal about this it was two two grounded submission holds in a row as a finishers um you know i know in the WWE world that's 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 like a no-no we don't we don't want to be too redundant um it it caught my attention i don't know if it matters it's it's one of packs finishers but uh, otherwise uh good showing pack looks good glad to see him back um but nothing much else to take away from this really
1: yeah not really it's good to see him back in the singles action
0: yeah good to see him in singles action uh we get backstage adam cole uh looks like we thought we knew that adam cole's gonna have the young bucks as his partner the young bucks don't want to have they, they, they don't really want to get involved in this thing with adam page hangman page so adam cole quickly pivots and no no it's gonna be red dragon it's gonna be his partner so um we continue this we continue this adam cole stuck in the middle uh between old lovers and new lovers um any any long-term prediction for how this is eventually going to pan out
1: yeah, I think it's eventually going to pan out with the Young Bucks going with Hangman Adam Page and Adam Cole going off with Red Dragon and tension between the Young Bucks and Adam Cole. I think we're headed toward a split with them. A lot of splits on this show or a lot of betrayals and tensions of betrayals on this show.
0: And another one of this FTR, Fires Tully Blanchard. I didn't see this one coming.
1: Yeah, this was a TNA uh, segment. This reminds me of TNA. <laughs> where it's this big angle where these guys have been together for so long and you're fired. Well, we got to go to the next segment. <laughs> like wait a minute can i sink in like this deserved to be in front of people i think this is a big enough moment and they just fired him out of nowhere and moved
0: on so if they fired tully then the next thing the next question naturally is is there somebody that aw is looking to replace tully with for ftr or is there somebody looking to put tully with otherwise
1: They've been really putting over Bret Hart recently. I, I don't know. I'm not saying that would be it, but I just noticed an abundance of Bret Hart love. And they usually do this, especially Dax Harwood. It's one of his heroes. But I've noticed a lot on his time right line, really shouting out Bret Hart and curiously so. Uh, so that might be an option. Who knows? Who knows what the, the contract situation is there? But maybe I expect them to replace Tully with somebody else. I think they found somebody.
0: Yeah, I mean, FTR is just an old school tag team. It makes sense that they have an old school person in their corner. And, you know, look, it's interesting you mentioned Bret. I, I don't know what the contract situation with wb is either but you know we're getting ready to approach the owen hart mm-hmm. classic yes and you know i mean like it, it's kind of like how do you you know obviously brett was part of the end inaugural event that was b- technically before aw was a thing um or no or was or, or was that was that the first event or was that or was AEW already
1: it, I think it was AEW's first pay per view yeah, at Double or Nothing. Bret Hart revealed the AEW world. The
0: title, okay, so all right, so yeah, so he has. I mean, so who knows? I mean, I, I you think if you have an Owen, if you have an Owen uh, uh, tournament, that the Bret's going to show his face at some point. You think, but again, I don't know what we don't know what's allowed um, with his situation with with, with WWE. So, right. yeah, a lot of. <laughs> uh, TV fan. If Khan hired Cornette, Omega would quit on the spot, wondering if, if Jim Cornette would be FTRs. Um yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what, what to make of that one. Um, so they got people,
1: CM Punk and Cole Cabana in the same promotion. They could have Jim Cornette and Kenny Omega. It's mostly a Twitter feud. They can get over it. They're grown men.
0: Uh people saying uh Arne Anderson. That's I'd that, like that. I mean, yeah, he's not he doesn't have he doesn't have Cody anymore, so
1: I'd actually love that.
0: Yeah, I can get behind that. I just want FTR, I just want FTR to, you know, they've almost embraced fully the old school, you know, tag team feel. I, all, they, all they're missing is fanny packs and, and Rivera jackets, and I, and I think they would, they, it would complete the ensemble. <laughs> Sam Austin, any word on Omega's ETA? Uh, which arc does he insert? Uh, I don't know what his ETA is. I know he's been nursing and getting some well-deserved time off after, you know, really being a workhorse for that company and working hurt for a while. So, and, and let's be Frank, this is nothing against a Omega. And I know the Omega f- fan base is going to go nuts. I don't think they need Omega right now. I Not don't right think now, right? I don't Omega's fine. He, he compliments whatever, but I don't think that Omega is going to move any big needle right now. And no more than what some of the other names that we're getting ready to get into that are, that are, that are there now are doing. So let the guy rest.
1: It'll be interesting. I think he'll come back to possibly reunite with the Young Bucks in Hangman, Ed, and Hangman Adam Page, so the elite is a full thing. But it seems like he might go the heel direction because Don Callis came out and kind of teased that he was coming back. So it'll be interesting whether they even have him as a babyface or a heel.
0: Yeah. Okay, We uh, f- as we're transitioning into hour number two, we've got a big crossover segment here. Uh, as, the, as the time switches, we have an emergency board meeting with the Andrade Hardy Family Office. Uh, Hardy says, "Okay, let's take a vote." He's almost positive that his kids' private party are not going to vote him out. They initially put the thumbs up, but then they do the old thumbs down. They all attack Matt Hardy, numbers, course out, uh, you know, outnumbering Matt Hardy. Crowd's at a fever pitch, waiting for some help. <laughs> Darby Allen and Sting come out. They come out. Crowd welcomes it, but still outnumbered. And then you hear the music, and out. <laughs> Both in a panic to save his brother who's getting choked, but also must get his shit in. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Hardy is out gyrating while jogging at the same time to the ring to an exceptionally loud pop from Fort Myers, Florida. Quite the moment here as Jeff Hardy and company clean house. We get a twist of fate followed by a on the money swanton bond. And uh, if you didn't think AEW's tag division was any deeper, add the Hardy boys to it
1: fantastic. It was a rare occasion. I believe the only, second time this has ever happened in AEW where a wrestler brought his WWE theme to AEW because he came out to that old school Hardy music. So I'm very interested to see. Did WWE let that lapse to where AEW was able to purchase it? Did AEW purchase that from WWE? What happened in terms of the rights and royalties of the old school Hardy Boys theme? I'd love to uh, know behind that in terms of ownership and stuff like that.
0: But so, I mean, I thought, yeah, go ahead. No, good, fish Go ahead.
1: No, if you had, have you had a, like an update in terms of the music?
0: Well, so uh, this is something I was thinking about for days as we kind of thought that maybe Jeff was showing up because Jeff technically became a free agent as of today. WWE never owned that music. They never owned it. That music was uh, part of a generic, you know, low-cost to have to, to low cost royalty to buy um you yeah, know that music has been used on you know motocross
1: i remember on upn used to use it for a bunch of stuff now that i think about it
0: yeah you know radio stations have had it as as bed music to use for if you need like a you know a high octane commercial that you need a voice um you know motocross and 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 rural again high octane uh same thing with and and, and, and there was a i, I want to say sean at fightful also kind of noted this too so i don't want to not acknowledge that but this is kind of somewhat public knowledge so that music and plus um the the music they would use for for hardcore holly that music they added the hardcore holly sting at the start of it with him saying how do you like me now but the music itself was something they basically just was was a low-cost purchase so they never actually owned exclusive rights to it um so that kind of is a a, a little perfect thing that falls in the lap not of a not just aw but anybody else who wants to have the hardies you can use that music that has become so iconic and synonymous with them played at WrestleMania, but you can use it and not have to fight WWE or owe WB anything. So that's a great, just a kind of a, just a, one more thing of this whole Jeff Hardy saga that it's just been just a gift just giving us to aid.
1: You talk about there's never been more bang for your buck in terms of a royalty song where people just went crazy for this. And uh, I thought you'll never hear a more tepid reaction, Darby Allen's theme than when these people were clamoring for Jeff Hardy to come out. And then you heard Darby, he usually gets an enormous pop, but it was just like the most polite, like, okay, we'll take him. If that's what this segment is, all right, whatever. And then the, the, the kind of even more of a misdirection for Hardy. So I thought this was well done.
0: And quite honestly, it always surprised me. I, I've talked to Matt and Jeff about this over the years. It, it kind of surprised me that like, you know, when that music started with the Hardys, they were still on their, their rise. You know, they, 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 you know, this is pre-TLC uh, fame. Once they became established, I am always surprised that Vince did not say, okay, Jim Johnson, you got to write them something new. We need something that we can own. For 20 years, he's just allowed this. I, you know, and I maybe maybe he thought because pretty much the Hardys became a big deal right as WCW and ECW went away. So maybe he just figured there's never going to be competition that's ever equal to me again. That I'm gonna have to worry about the Hardy boys using. The-. You know, maybe it's just something. I'm, I'm sure that's not Vince's number one thing he thinks about waking up every morning is the Hardys music. But it always surprised me that he did not have Jim Johnson and crew make something new that WWE owned and that they could brand as the Hardys. Um, yeah. you know, they branded Matt Singles music when he turned single and he was the Matt facts and everything, but never as the Hardy boys as the tag team. So um, we'll see cheap plug. If you want to see the Hardy boys and you are want to get to Western PA myself with IWC wrestling and our joint show with uh, uh, Northeast wrestling, we will have the Hardy boys live in action and for meet and greet just outside of Pittsburgh, Ross Draver ice gardens on Saturday, April 30th, uh you can hit me up for if you want ticket information go to iwcwrestling.com look on my twitter but we have the hardy boys coming uh so you'll be able to come see them live and up close and in person if you are willing to get to western pa
1: awesome great timing
0: uh yeah perfect timing falls in our lap uh last time we had them was a couple years ago five days after they showed up at wrestlemania (laughs) (laughs) And, and boy that was a legal conversation that 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 was one for my book i can imagine yes uh, all right, up next, Wardlow out there with Tony Schiavone wants to get the scoop. Where is Wardlow stand these days? We saw what he did uh, not helping uh, MJF against CM Punk. Wardlow comes out and he says, Look, you know, he talks about his background, talks about growing up, not having any money. It's, you know, mother we raising him and his sisters. And he thought that opportunity was what he was going to get being Max, you know, working for MJF. Uh, he, you know, he thought that this would be where he gets to unleash and the world gets to see him. Uh, He ended up spending all of his time making sure that MJF accomplished what he wants. He does note and acknowledge that MJF got him in the door, got him paid. He is still under contract with MJF, but he doesn't give a damn anymore. He wants Max to just go ahead, release him. No harm, no foul, no power bombs, nothing. Release him. We'll look the other way. Never speak of it again. Um, So we will see what the future holds. What we do know is Wardlow is going to have a TNT title match against the winner of our main event. He's going to have that match next week in San Antonio, so things moving fast here for Wardlow. Uh, Corey Pry, $2. Uh, G has got to go. Got to go for we got a black champ because of Big Swole, question mark. Uh, it was a great moment. I don't
1: think it was because of Big Swole. We're about to get into it. I'll tell you exactly why I think it was.
0: I have a feeling you and I do have the same reason why. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was a great moment. Though. I uh, Shout out to Scorpio Sky. We'll, we'll have a lot to talk about.
0: Uh, Keith Lee backstage. He turns down QT Marshall's offer, uh, noting they both have common enemies in Team Taz. QT Marshall says he and the Factory would be happy to watch Keith Lee's back. Keith Lee responds, I got a big enough back already. Love it. So that's that. All right, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy up against the Acclaim. Uh, of course, we noted the uh, Max Caster rap, talking about Jungle Boy and his... Uh, manscaping uh, needs, uh, or or lack thereof. Uh, But Jungle Boy does still get the win here. Title defense and and retain for Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Any any takeaways?
1: Um, I
0: thought the match was pretty good at that.
1: Bowens is getting better every week. Yeah. I mean, he looked excellent, and Jungle Boy's had a hot week. I think Jungle Boy's really starting to improve in leaps
0: and bounds. At some point, Jungle Boy's going to have to break away and be a single star. Yes. At some point. Uh, Layla Hirsch, she's ranked number one up against number two, Thunder Rosa winner is going to get to take on Dr. Britt Baker for the TBS title. Um, I, you know, L- Layla Hirsch, I, 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 like the background of her story. I really am a fan of Thunder Rosa. I don't know. This match didn't quite hit it for me
1: mm No, and I love Layla Hirsch. I see a future in her, and when they were doing those matches where she was just really only doing suplexes and keeping it very basic, I thought they were doing a good job of hiding her flaws, but this was a little bit too ambitious for her, uh, and I think that they really kind of need to go back to basis with Hirsch because she had a match with Chris Statler that I didn't think was all that great, and I don't blame Statler for it. I just think they're starting to be a little bit too ambitious and put too much on her plate.
0: And this might sound nitpicky, but I don't think it qualifies as nitpicky because AEW... Uh, prides himself so much on their um, legitimacy of keeping records and rankings. If Layla Hurst is number one and Thunder Rosa number two, why does Layla Hurst have to fight Thunder Rosa? If once you reach number one, doesn't that mean the only other person you need to fight is the champion? Absolutely. So, uh, I mean, I, obviously it's because they want Thunder Rosa to be the challenger, which uh, she ends up winning. She hits, hits a Thunder driver. Uh, Red Velvet comes out and stops uh, Layla Hurst from cheating, using the turnbuckle uh i mean it makes sense thunder rosa is the bigger name there's history it was one year ago that she had the lights out match with brit they're in san antonio next week so that's thunder rosa stomping ground so it makes total sense and i guess that's why they just went this way because they had to but like it is weird you just have a match on pay-per-view she doesn't come up with the title but then she gets uh you know gets to redeem herself here and that's basically what Britt says brit in a quick promo after the match says why don't you go to the back of the line she basically calls out what i just said she just calls out AEW's lack of logic of why this is happening. I'm I'm actually a little bit surprised they let her say that.
1: Well, this is not the first time she's done this by the way, and not the first time she's been right doing this because she was calling them out in terms of her being number one. And I felt like they weren't giving her something, but she was able to point a huge hole throughout that uh, ranking.
0: Yeah. So uh, next week in San Antonio, Britt's going to defend her TBS title against Thunder Rosa inside of a steel cage. Uh, So that will be something to watch. So next week's Dynamite quickly. Adding up to be uh, quite the attraction. I uh, want to acknowledge the chat room as they're still on some past topics. TV fan 365 says 39 minutes ago, Dax Harwood tweeted, Brett, what are you up to? I'm
1: telling you, he's just, I've been seeing it for a couple weeks now where pretty much every one of his tweets has been about Brett Hart for the past couple of weeks. And I even think that thing he did with Renee when he was talking about how much he didn't like Shawn Michaels, I think even that was part of this whole grand plan yeah. to say, I'm team Brett, not Shawn. I think Dax is a pro who knows what he's doing.
0: Yeah, uh, so we'll keep it on. I mean, again, like I said, the Owen thing, I can't get past the Owen thing. I can't imagine the deal that, that Brett's not going to somehow be able to be there and, and endorse that. Yeah. All right, main event time. TNT title defense from champion Sammy Guevara our Scorpio Sky. Sky, of course, has Dan Lambert and company out there with him. Uh, this match is what it is until we get to the big crash and burn. Sammy tries to hit the 630 Centon on Sky, on the table, Sky moves. So it is just a crash and burn of Sammy hits the floor. The bump looks brutal. It was obviously planned that that he takes this bump. Um, they, they use this as a picture-in-picture commercial break for us to watch. Him just selling all the refs out there, the docs out there, his real-life fiancé, Ty Conte, she's out there um, just selling this whole thing. Obviously, just as they come back from commercials, Sammy you know, pulls the old Mick Foley. He's going to come on back. Uh, he's got more guts than brains. Gets in it. Uh, and then finally, Ty Conte. She's going to out there. She's going to stop Ethan Page, who tries to you know help cheat and uh, distraction. Uh, Paige Van Zant's ringside. She gets in the face of Ty Conti. Ultimately, through all the hoopla shenanigans, Scorpio Sky is going to hit the TKO. He's going to get the victory. He is your new TNT champion. He, Scorpio Sky is the first to be able to say the, he has held both the AEW TNT title and he has been an AEW Tag Champion. So that's something for the history books. And Paige Van Zant proceeds to uh, sign the contract on Ty Conti's ass, and she is now all elite uh, with AEW. So a lot to unpack here, Alfred. Uh, why did Scorpio Sky win the TNT title?
1: Well, I'm glad you asked. First off, I thought this was a good, great moment, really. You know, shout out to that Black man. It's good to see that history go down in the main event of AEW Dynamite. I had a feeling the second he walked out, new theme music and uh, even fantasy booking the future, I had a feeling that he was going to win this match. And uh, I think it's because Wardlow is getting fed that TNT championship and he needs a heel. And Wardlow versus Samuel Guevara, who's already over as a babyface and is half his size, not, it's the reason that Hulk Hogan didn't want to work Bret Hart at WrestleMania 9 is that he's getting booed and he's not going to get over as this monster babyface they want him to be. So, you know, he's going to be set up as a heel to be fed to Wardlow. 13 matches in 364 days, but when they really wanted to heat this guy up, they did it in short order. And I thought they'd done a good job with Scorpio Sky, but I don't think this is going to last. But uh, it'll yeah. be fun while it does.
0: Yeah, this is uh, the definition of transitional champion. Yes. Um. And yeah, look, Wardlow, he can. You know, he's got Scorpio Sky. He's got all e- Ego Ethan Page. He's got Dane Lambert. You know, he's got the ability just to have the gauntlet thrown at him and overcome it. Uh, I fully expect that to be the main event. Uh. Well, I mean, I guess the women's match could be also, but I, I would put I'd put more I I would put more of my stock on this being the main event, uh, next week for Dynamite, um. Yeah. And, but, you know, but again, you know, it is, it is still what it is for Scorpio Sky. You can't take, you can't take the win away from him. You can't take the accolade away from him of being the first, you know, ever to be TNT champion and held the tag title as well. So, but uh, yeah, this was definitely a setup, I think, for next week. Um, and I obviously, obviously, selfishly as a Wardlow person, I'm okay with it. You know, um, they, they, and, and, and as they continue to acquire talent, and then there's all the looks of where's Jay Lethal, where's this guy, where's this. You know, Wardo has been a consistency. They have made a point to carve out three minutes if that's what they need for him to have a squash match. They they obviously have a con you know consistent continuity plan to, you know, strap a title to him. That's that's been the plan and they're sticking with it. And so I'm not surprised. I'm okay with it. Um and I thought this was this actually main event kind of surpassed my expectation because um even when I looked at this match going into tonight, I was just like, Again, it'll be a good match, but with all the other things that we might have here. Jericho Kingston, uh, inevitable Jeff Hardy show. Like, is this going to live up to being what anchors the show and main events? And I thought that it did live up to a good main event, uh, positioned match and segment for for the business I got done
1: did a good job creating drama around it. I thought it was very good. And in long-term storytelling, in terms of Wardlow referencing that contract, uh, he did say he's still under contract. And so you could expect that if he wins that TNT title, MJF will have a championship celebration or will feel entitled to going back on his word and saying that he is contractually obliged. And that's where it might
0: blow up. And look, you and I are, are, are quick to say, Scorpio Sky, transitional champ. The MJF factor could be that the mjf and company could cost wardlow sure to get that heat on more heat on them and then to get back to wardlow feuding with mjf obviously you need a payoff match eventually so it might look like as i just said wardlow they've carved out time for wardlow to be book 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 it looks like he's going to get it it might not be it might be where scorpio sky gets saved you know by a whole lot of help and and, and goes on and actually has a, a, a longer title reign than we're anticipating that is very possible I'm not gonna put my money on that but I also if it happens I don't think it's a bad booking decision I think it would again it would actually just you know fuel the fire between MJF and Wardlow and you know what's the difference of Wardlow getting a title now or six months later
1: yeah and they're actually building a lot of energy around Scorpio Sky it's not just the guy that they plucked that they needed they're actually giving him Dan Lambert who's arguably the best talker in AEW. Paige Van Zandt is a big crossover star in terms of somebody who's a proven pay-per-view draw with UFC, and now it comes over to AEW, and she's going to be part of that stable. So Scorpio Sky's achievement could be a real thing. It could be effective if they allow this guy to run with this title.
0: Absolutely. So that was your AEW Dynamite tonight from Fort Myers, Florida. A pretty good show. Uh, again, a lot to build to next week, uh, which is that that's, that's, they're always good at that. They always, You always will leave Dynamite knowing some things to look forward to the following week. They're very good at always having a plan for the following week. Um, so a lot to look forward to uh, again, two title matches right there. One of them being a women's match in the cage, a lot to a uh, lot to, to try to predict. And of course we'll uh, digest all of it here on wrestling. Inc. Next Wednesday night, Alfred, what else you got going on in your world?
1: Well, I've got some coverage on Forbes of the AEW dynamite show tonight. And a new bit, Pro Wrestling Bit YouTube, Pro Wrestling Bits about Isaiah or Shane Swerve Strickland, should I say, coming to AEW. Some thoughts on that. Really excited to see him there, but we'll see how far they take him.
0: And he's making his debut in the ring on Rampage Friday against Tony Nese.
1: Should be a great match.
0: Yes, uh, two former former well swerve sort ever of 205 live i know he's nxt did he ever make 205 Tony
1: Mises or 205 live but i don't think swerve ever went to 205 live i think he was always nxt yeah he was nxt from day one it took him two yeah. months to win the nxt north american title
0: so uh, two yeah two guys very talented of uh, you know formerly of uh, formerly under stanford uh, uh contract yeah <laughs> so we'll see how that goes all right uh so again a lot going on again make sure you check out wrestling inc so much news it feels like it's non-stop happening every single day again these podcasts every single night there's a new podcast here so make sure you subscribe leave a comment share tell a friend the simplest most old-fashioned thing just tell a friend if you know any friend who is into WWE, and AEW, whatever to say hey have you tried wrestling inc have you ever watched their stuff you know name drop some of us and, and turn them on because obviously if you watch if they watch these chats they can see it's a sense of community they can see people have their favorites some of them don't like some of us, and that's all the same. Just as fun, that's fine too. Uh, just keep it, just keep it, keep it, uh, keep it fair. Um, so again, share, tell a friend, do what you got to do. Make sure you subscribe to Wrestling Inc. All kinds of stuff going on between news and podcast. Uh, Alfred and I will be back next Wednesday night as we digest what is again is going to be a big dynamite from San Antonio, Texas. Uh, thanks to Manscape. Thanks to all of you again. Cheap plug, March twenty fourth, one night only on Wrestling Inc. Chair Shot Rally coming back, going to be fun there. Alfred, have a good week. I look forward to next week here on Wrestling Inc. Be good. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without
1: the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget.